Hey, good day, everybody. Good afternoon. I got a button start. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Country Doctors Wellness Wednesday. For Mr. Craig Morrison, I'm Dan Young. Thank you for joining us. As always, we appreciate spending time with you and kind of going through simple, effective discussions with the objective of giving you natural, non-invasive resources that you can use uh, safely and effectively for optimum health. Yep. So, so again, as always, thank you for joining us. We're going to talk about one of the 12 main systems of the human body. Now, some of you already know there's the skeletal and the nervous system, and you got the eliminatory, you know, the digestive system, you got circulatory and cardiovascular, they're standalone. Uh, there's several different systems in the body, but what I have found to be the most fascinating in the work that we do is that <clears throat> the vast majority of influence, it seems, mm -hmm. at least from the standpoint of a person's ability, hey, John, hey, Vivian, thanks for joining us, a, a person's ability to perform, you know, optimally, optimally. yeah, to, <clears throat> to feel good, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to, uh, to sleep well, to have energy and stamina, to mental cognitive function, focus, clarity, um, you know, movement, right? Feeling like they've got uh, some, some uh, stamina to do something. I mean, all of these different things are all tied into like skeletal and muscular and all these different systems. But the one it seems, and you can certainly chime in at any point, it, it seems that the, what we find is, the, is most off is the endocrine system. Yep. Because you're talking about the system that, and, and this is also kind of a side comment, but I, that I, when I was thinking about this, it popped into my head. I, I gain a better understanding of why modern medicine has so tragically gone off the rails in its, oh. in its, its push and its pursuit to, to think that um, chemicals are the problem. Because when they check all that, I mean, the, the endocrine system is filled with glands. These glands secrete hormones. These hormones in, in, inflict, not inflict, but they, uh, they influence all of the other tissues and all the other, you know, functions that take place in these very amazing, amazing bodies. But it's a chemical nature <clears throat> to it. So, so then I can see if you're looking at it through that one little, you know, peephole, that well, you must have a chemical problem. There's a mm -hmm. there's a chemical you know, imbalance. Yeah, over. there's a chemical imbalance, and and we need to you know figure out what we can do to to help that. So here's your drug, right? Here's your here's your uh, levothyroxine for mm -hmm. you know TSH mark uh, TSH markers to come down, and you know conversion of T3 and T4 for thyroid, or you know here's your uh, uh, here's your uh, what is it the Lipitor to get the the chemistry down for the cholesterol, or, you know, here's your insulin, right, for uh, the... balance sugar. To balance it. So, so I can understand, to a degree, I can understand, you know, modern medicine being driven by a pharmaceutical model be, with drugs. Well, the with problem chemistry. with that, though, is it's just suppressing a symptom. It's right. not fixing anything. It's not finding the root cause of yep. where the stress is that's stopping those particular organs yeah. from functioning at optimal um, levels. Right, because they think it's just a standalone chemistry piece mm -hmm. when in fact it was an organic organ 
that had to produce and secrete based on the adrenals production of certain um, hormones synthesized through the liver, right? Mm -hmm. Prepared, you know, and so there's never going to be a drug, an artificial therapy that restores function to an organic unit. Right. Right. So it just doesn't work. And and as we all know, uh, and we have loved ones or family that we've watched go through this, if we haven't, some of us gone through this ourselves, when you start playing with the symptom suppression chemical model, then it creates a ripple effect of other symptoms. Right. And so that can become a problem. And that's the body's way of telling you there's something wrong. You need to find out what's wrong with it and fix it. The cause. And it's always one of four different things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's either an immune challenge, metals or chemicals, um, foods. Mm -hmm. And scars. And scars. Yeah. You know, and and it's it's just always one of those things. Yeah. So when, when people come to the clinic, we give them a system survey. Mm-hmm. And that system survey has a variety of different organs listed on it. Its primary focus is endocrine system performance, yep. though. But the heart's on there, so that's cardio and circulatory, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the kidneys, kidneys are on there, so that's the urinary tract, urinary mm-hmm. system. Um, and part of the reproductive system. The liver's on there. liver's on there. And so... But when you look at the big picture, the endocrine system is one of the systems that from a natural perspective, when we do the right habits, use the right Mm -hmm. resources to give the body the raw materials it needs to perform by design, it does have a ripple effect. Yes. Into these other, the reproductive system is enhanced, the immune system is enhanced, respiratory is enhanced, muscular skeletal is enhanced. So there's, it's, it's kind of fascinating. I was, I was excited about our discussion today, but then, you know, taking a few minutes just to wrap my head around some things I wanted to share, I just, it all of a sudden in that moment, it just really reminded me of just how expansive and interconnected all of these systems are, and they rely on one another. But the endocrine system, at least from us, from a nutritional therapy, designing the right protocol mm-hmm. standpoint, really is the one that we see the most from. And there's there's three primary things that really pop out. I wrote them down. Diabetes, hypoglycemia, and hypothyroidism mm-hmm. are like some of the major, at least it seems in modern times, people are really showing those individual signs and influence that the endocrine system is not performing by design. It's struggling, like you said. There's mm-hmm. something there that shouldn't be or... Or it's, you know, it's missing something that it wish was there as far as a raw material nutrition uh, to do something with and perform optimally. So, um, you know, diabetes. Di- let's, let's talk about the, and again, this is an expression of the endocrine system. Um, because when you think about the hierarchy of those, of those organs and glands mm-hmm. that have to work kind of in unison, the pituitary is kind of the, the chief yep. gland. And it tells the rest of the endocrine glands what to do and perform and secrete, mm-hmm. right? And then metabolism and digestion is ruled down here by, by that, that kind of that hierarchy uh, positioning of pituitary endocrine system metabolism. And, you know, one of the things that, that uh, we see rampant 
uh, in America, rampant. This one area, if we could focus in on an objective and the right resources for people to focus in on just type 2 diabetes, an expression of endocrine system dysfunction and meta metabolic dysfunction, we could save, and this, this number is, re, I mean, it's, it's going to sound, uh, that sounds a little far-fetched, but when it comes to just the type 2 diabetic problem, which, by the way, next Wednesday is 100% on diabetes, uh, the symptom of diabetes, not the disease uh, of diabetes, but the actual symptom and its cause, and it's, and it's ruled by that endocrine system and not being fed properly. Right. Too much of one type of food, usually processed, carbs, sugars, things of that nature. Yeah, wheat, you know, any of the, the grains. grains, because they turn to sugar quickly. Yeah. You know, and, you know, one of the things that is really, really causing a lot of that problem, excuse me, is that people today eat about 165 pounds of sugar a year. How much? 165 pounds. A year? A year. People would listen to that and they say, well, where does that come from? That's a half a pound a day. Yes, it is a half a pound a day. But when you look at all the grains people eat that turn to sugar quickly, potatoes turn to sugar quickly, and then, of course, cookies, cakes, candies, uh, Cokes, um, pastas, all of these things are fast metabolizing carbohydrates that turn yep. to sugar. And it just overwhelms our bodies. The pancreas. Can't, so here's what you're told when you have type 2 diabetes. Your body is not able to keep up with the insulin demands from the pancreas. <laughs> but why? Well, we don't know. But your body can't keep up with those demands. Well, you have to then from a practical standpoint, look at your diet and say, okay, I'm consuming too much. It's not that your body is defective, it's that we make it defective by our bad habits. We overwhelm it. We overwhelm it by our habits of what we eat and how we eat it and in consuming breads every single day, most people, um, some kind of processed grain, hey, oatmeal in the morning, you know, yeah. Wilford Brimley and his you know, Quaker Oats guy uh, from years ago yeah. uh, that just boomed the sale of processed oats. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty tragic when, when uh, people are programmed into believing a certain thing. And, and I don't know so much if they believe it or if they just, that's just the norm and that's just what people do and that's just what we do. And well, they, they watch totally it on TV it. and think that they, they wouldn't be lied to. But, you know, advertising agencies are designed for one thing and one thing only, and that's to sell products. Yep. So they're going to say whatever they have to say. Well, they're going to make with it seem. what little bit of truth they can find yeah. Yeah. to get you to buy their product, i.e., you know, Quaker Oats is healthy for the heart. Yeah. Well, it takes down the cholesterol. It may take down the cholesterol, but it turns to sugar immediately and it attacks the pancreas. Overwhelms, so, overwhelms the, yeah, pancreas. You know, what What do you do? Unreal. You have to make some conscious decisions yep. to change. Well, get well-informed. Get the right resources. Right. You know, and, and 
you know, the problem that, and I understand people that, you know, watch this, the, the, you know, the Facebook that they, they tune into the Total Wellness Radio podcast. They come to our classes. We had 10 people last night here for mm-hmm. class who are, you know, people are disillusioned. They're, they're, they're confused. Frustrated. They're frustrated. Um, and they're certainly aware that modern medicine's uh, recent approach to its lack of an almost abusive nature of delivering care to people, um, that they're not really about health. They're about, you know. Money. The money and um, and so that what what what's happened because of that is that you know you go to Barnes and Nobles or you go to Amazon you know and look up books on health. There's got to be five hundred. Oh yeah. And the challenge mm-hmm. when we started doing classes twenty years ago for people in nutrition one hundred and one, the challenge that people face is you go and you go to those resources and you read a book and it says, hey, if you do this, you're going to live forever. And the very next book that you pick up and read on the same counter next to each other says, hey. You do anything you read in that first book, you're going to die young, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, so people are left in this constant chronic state of confusion. And um, I'll tell you the best books on the planet, um, besides the ultimate healing system, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for basic understanding of what you do to position your body to thrive, uh, the author, Dr. Bernard Jensen, mm-hmm. he wrote over 60 books in his career. He saw over 400,000 people worldwide, um, uh, on a variety of health issues, and he wrote individual books, quick reads, you know, quarter-inch, three-quarter-inch books on specific health topics, not diseases, health topics. There's a big difference. A disease is nothing more than a series of symptoms expressed by the body that is lacking function. Something's there that shouldn't be or something's missing. So that's the easy part. The challenging part is that modern medicine has given every little one of these things its own special name. Mm-hmm. Here's your script. Here's the specialist to see for it. Here's the drug to take for it. Hey, good afternoon, Diana. Thanks for joining us. And, and so what happens is, is that people remain in this perpetual state of confusion because they can't understand why would my my thyroid being off and my numbers being off there have anything to do with me not sleeping well. That's, I need a sleep study for that, right? Well, has nothing to do with thyroid. You know, and one of the things that people don't understand is like the thyroid is number two in the flow, you know, and then it comes to the adrenal glands and the adrenal glands are what help to regulate things like sleep and energy and Mental clarity, mm-hmm. focus, stamina, concentration. Yep. It handles all these things. Yep. Produces and, uh, DHEA. It produces um, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, or it's synthesized through the liver. I mean, there's such a intricacy. It actually, it helps with the heartbeat. So does the, the thyroid. Heart, yeah. It helps to regulate the heartbeat. And if your heart's not functioning at a, at a high level because of your thyroid or your adrenal glands. Or liver, your, kidneys. Yeah. Your heart shows up that it's just fine. Yep. But something else is interfering with the electrical flow to be perfect. Yep. You know, because these bodies are designed on the inside to be perfect, to work in synchronicity with every other organ. Yep. They're all tied together. And when one thing is out, it can mess with everything else yeah it's, it's like the it's like the old saying throwing a rock in a pond mm-hmm. there's ripple effects if there's something going on with the thyroid you don't just have a thyroid concern 
You have an endocrine system concern. You don't have just a cardiovascular, you know, a heart issue. You have a cardiovascular circulatory concern, which means you're losing oxygen at the cellular level. You're not, right. Your blood's not purifying properly through the liver, liver. and through the spleen. Um, you're, you know, these are, these are all connected um, organs and systems that must be addressed. And the best way to address that is with the biggest rock in the pond, which is to make sure that your diet your movement, your rest, and your stress reduction, that those are the things you, as an individual person, are paying most attention to. Because that's what's going to give you the biggest bang for the buck. Yeah, you have the the ability to actually change how your body is functioning. Yep. Through simple things like diet, sleeping, Mm -hmm. stress reduction, mild exercise. Yep. You know? Those are the keys. we, We don't believe that... You have to go out and pump iron and, and run three miles a day to be in good health. In fact, one of the most healthy people in the world, the, the guy that did Runner's World, I can't remember his name. Jim Fix. Yeah. Dropped dead at 44. You know, and, and he was... Supposedly a Supposedly a picture. Yeah. So being fit and being healthy are two different things. But they do go hand in hand. They do. Just like these systems. They go hand in hand. You can't separate one as a standalone... It needs a certain therapy, and then that's going to fix it. It doesn't. It sends a ripple effect of confusion and stress through the rest of the organs. You well, know, because it's, it's, they're... it's kind of like that old song, you know, the knee bones connect to the shin bone, you know. And the yeah. whole body is connected that way. Yeah. And so you have to take, you have to focus on taking care of your whole body, you know. And, and the beginning of it all no matter how anybody looks at it, is their diet. we got a good question here. Let's just take a break here. Linda asks, is the hypothalamus one endocrine gland that influences the thyroid? Here's how the hypothalamus influences the systems in the body. It actually acts as the kind of the, to put it in very simple terms, it acts like the gatekeeper between Mm -hmm. brain function and physical uh, adaption of that brain function. It mm-hmm. acts like the gatekeeper. It kind of it does the body brain connection, communication. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's a little further up the list in terms of its overall. Like it's a big rock in the pond. Yeah. Uh, we, there's actually specific nutrition that we use to help support optimum hypothalamus function. It also has to do with uh, regulating, keeping body temperatures, mm-hmm. you know, in check, right? Keeping the systems online that way. But its primary, its primary influence, uh, and the big picture is the brain, the body-brain connection. The brain, me being able to do this, has to do with the hypothalamus, right? And smiling and talking and moving. The brain function, cognitive function, translated into physical activity. Right there is is really is really the kind of the gatekeeper. So that's a great question. And so to answer your question specifically, absolutely, it's going to have an effect on that. There's going to be an interplay between between the hypothalamus and uh, as a gland and the rest of the uh, and the rest of the endocrine system mm-hmm. and other systems as a whole: skeletal, muscular, and immune system, and metabolic, pulmonary, all that. Uh, so. One of the things, to get on some resources, real quick, because we're going to run out of time, unfortunately, and we, we could go on and on, because mm-hmm. we just love sharing this with you folks. 
One of the most influential herbs that Dr. Christopher, who was the master herbalist, he started the School of Natural Healing, Springville, Utah, many, many, many years ago. I think it's 56 or 58 years old now. It's, it's literally the oldest herbology school in the country, uh, uh, providing resources to folks who want to become either an in-home herbalist or all the way up to master herbalist mm-hmm. status. That's where my father got his degree and, uh, and uh, the ideas for formulating all of the products that we use yep. uh, that are manufactured here in our lab. And one of the herbs that he really was high on as a gla- he called it a glandular herb, right? It's a glandular meaning that all the glands in the body will benefit by its presence. It rec- and recognizes it. And will utilize it. Yeah. Mullen. Mullen herb is one of the best glandular herbs on the planet because it gives the glands the necessary nutrition in many cases that it needs to decongest itself, mm-hmm. to provide more resiliency to the cell tissue, to, de- to uh, detoxify, uh, to help with inflammation that might be mm-hmm. attacked. Just mullen is one of those things. In fact, you, mullen's kind of interesting because you can actually burn it and inhale it into the respiration of the lungs, mm-hmm. okay? And you can drink it as a tea, you can put it as a poultice or a salve over specific organs of the body. Its use and the classification as a glandular uh, herb is uh, is widely known. It's well documented, well used uh, by most herbalists on the planet. Uh, you know that are putting formulas together for people's health benefits to give them natural support. Uh, you know you're going to find mullen as one of the as one of the key ingredients that I've seen. Um, the other is uh, licorice. Mm-hmm. Licorice, licorice root, licorice teas, not. Black licorice or red licorice. Yeah, not candy. Not Twizzlers. Is it Twizzlers? Yeah. Not Twizzlers. Twizzlers, okay. Not that kind of licorice. Or Jelly Belly Beans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are licorice too. But not the kind of licorice we're talking about. We're talking about licorice no. herb. Um, historically, that particular nutrient has always been used in formulas where the focus is on de-stressing the adrenal mm-hmm. glands. Licorice and de-stressing the adrenal glands. Can be can be extremely beneficial uh, as support for the glands. Uh, when you think about uh, when you think about liver and herbs, then we start thinking about you know dandelion root, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and different uh, you know beet beet tops as a food source for choline, which is an essential nutrient for liver performance. Um, I mean the list the list goes on and on and on. There's so much that the natural botanicals, the botanical pharmacy gave us. In fact, most people don't realize there's over 37 different medications today that was, were allowed to get a patent on their chemical drug. They synthesized from botanicals. 37, right. 37 different uh, medications out there that found their origins in botanicals. But, but you can't, but, the but nature owns a... The difference is, is nature works with the body, chemicals suppress yeah. the body. Yeah. You know, yeah. because they've been so refined down and yeah. so powerful that they're not working with the body yeah. anymore. They're just suppressing a symptom. Yeah. Um, a couple of other really good herbs mm-hmm. is cayenne. 
See, cayenne pe- the, from a pepper fam. That is, I think that's in almost every formula we make. Pretty much. I think it's in almost every one. The but reason it's it helps in so many areas. Primarily um, cardiovascular. Primary co- primarily there, but it also helps with uh, digestion, keeping mm-hmm. the bowels functioning properly. Right. Um, it can help with stimulation of the peristaltic action in the bowel. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it does so many other things. You take then, anybody who's concerned about any kind of plaque buildup in the mm-hmm. arteries, you know, in the carotid arteries, into the portal vein, femoral arteries serving the lower extremities and the legs, and you get them to the point where they're consuming about a teaspoon of cayenne pepper a day. I know that sounds like a lot, but get you a little salt shaker, a, 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 a seasoning shaker, fill it with good quality cayenne. I, I prefer that you get it from Hatch, New Mexico, the organic mm-hmm. stuff about 45,000 heat units and start lightly sprinkling it on almost any food you can think of. Casserole, vegetables, salads, meat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at, like almost, you know, a small amounts, but, but daily. Do you use mm-hmm. it consistently? And over the, over the course of time, get up to about that teaspoon every day. And uh, three to six months, you can really have a, especially people with cold hands and feet, mm-hmm. always complaining about circulatory problems. Again, this is part of that endocrine balancing, supporting glands of different systems. And cayenne is one that was, you know, I mean, if you, it's absolutely between that and Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne is the tonic, nature's natural tonic for but cardiovascular. You don't want to be on Hawthorne for a long period of time. Well, you no, you can do small yeah. amounts, long periods of time in, in the cayenne. It's echinacea. You want to, you know, modulate up and mm-hmm. down, use it up and down. Licorice. Uh, you don't want to be on licorice, uh, you know, for two years or whatever, but three to six months of, of uh, the use of licorice in a tea or uh, in an encapsulated form, uh, good upregulation of endocrine system and uh, from an adrenal standpoint. The last but not least of, of the herbs is uh, lobelia. Yes, that is, that's the, uh, you know, John Christopher was asked one time, we'll, we'll wrap it up with this. He was asked from a, from a gland support standpoint um, and for overall health, what one herb would you suggest people consume on a regular basis, long term? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I can't get it down to one, but I can get it down to two. And the two that he named were cayenne mm-hmm. and lobelia. Now, lobelia is also a, a glandular support herb, but it, but it has some very unique properties in that it's, it's called a lead sheep herb. Mm-hmm. It the, guides hey, Sky. Cayenne lobelia. Thank you very much. Um, it's, called, it's really referred to in the literature and, and also in clinical settings as a lead sheep herb. She's talking to you. Say hi, Sky. Hi, Sky. <laughs> and what that lead sheep, what that means is how it performs in the body is it takes the other nutrients, the elements needed by the body, and it actually kind of directs and guides them to go where they need to go. And it is amazing. Uh, We use it... uh, Especially for lungs. Well, lungs, respiration, Mm -hmm. any of the people out there who who deal with uh, concerns regarding things like seizures, 
um, things of that nature. It can COPD, be COPD. Yep. You know, in any of those types of things. Yeah, it can be very beneficial as an enhancement, and we use it as an enhancement mm -hmm. to other protocols. Like we'll put together protocols for maybe the the you know hormone balancing or cardiovascular improvement, immune system support. Because there's 11, 11 or twelve. I think there's eleven actual systems, different systems in the body that each have their own glands and then the endocrine mm -hmm. system secreting those hormones and things of that nature. It all interplays beautifully when taken care of. And, and, that, and lobelia is one of those that really um, takes the right enhance. stuff to the right places. Well put. Basically, Perfect. that's what it does best. Perfectly put. So the endocrine system, it is extremely, uh, it's fascinating to me, the majority of folks that come to us who have gone many places, and they go to people like Sky as well, uh, all over the country, and they've been looked at, and you know the hair splintered minutia of the case and the symptom is prodded and prodded and poked and probed, and, and they find their way here, thank God, and we're able to actually say, look, here's the big picture, here's the things that we need to look at, and when you follow the program with your compliance um, and consistency over time, not perfection, these bodies by design will go back to optimum health. Uh, sometimes, some people's optimum health looks different than others, but I have a woman with hyperthyroid was healed with, oh, wow. Congratulations to her Thank and God. you. Thank you very much. HP Slender, yes. For the metabolism, again, mm -hmm. part of that endocrine expression. So, um, I lost my train of thought. But we're having a good time. We got to go to work. Yeah, it's one thirty. Oh, please forgive us. We both have. We got to run into exam rooms. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank all of you. Please uh, tune in in a day or so. We'll have this up on the Total Wellness Radio podcast, found on all major platforms all over the world. About fourteen different platforms. Uh, tens and tens of thousands of downloads at this point. We're just very grateful to be able to bring that to you. Next week, we will dive a little deeper on the concerns people have with the modern day development of diabetes. And for Craig Morrison, I'm Dan Young. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Be blessed. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thanks again for tuning in. And for more information, be sure and catch us on Facebook Live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at the Country Doctor Nutritional Center Facebook page. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Young. And Craig Morrison. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Total Wellness Radio, where every week... Craig and I bring you natural, non-invasive approaches to today's most common health concerns that you can use immediately in your home with you and your family. So, thank you so much again. For Craig, this is Dan, for tuning in to Total Wellness Radio.